Well, yes, as you well know, this is a, a special service uh, today as um, we uh, bring into the membership uh, these five young people through baptism and, uh, and Harvey, uh, I mean, and Robert through uh, uh, confession of faith. Uh, uh, Robert uh, uh, received the Lord as his personal Savior many, many years ago and was baptized already. And so we will be receiving him uh, by confession of, of faith. <coughs> um, so <coughs> my focus in looking at Scripture today uh, just a little bit before the baptism and then some more after the baptism. My focus is on baptism. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just say this now. I, I, I had never counted, but uh, um, I just counted uh, how many times. Uh, by the way, baptism, the word baptism is, is only in the, the New Testament. You do not find it in, in, the, uh, in the Old Testament. <laughs> Of course, there were, as we know, in the Old Testament ceremonial law, there were certain sprinklings and certain uh, washings that maybe could have some comparison. But, uh, but the word baptism uh, is, is only used in the New Testament. But uh, what I was going to say is, uh, do you realize how often the word or form of the word is in the New Testament? Now, if you don't count the word Baptist which refer, refers to John the Baptist, if you don't count that, but just count all the other times uh, baptized or a form of the word is in the New Testament. How many times do you think it, it, it is? I'll give you one hint. It's a, it's a real nice round number. Anyone want to guess? It's a, a really kind of, a, probably more than you think. And a nice round figure. It's exactly a certain number. <laughs> if, I, if I counted right. So who, who said it? 100. It is. You're exactly right, Joe. <laughs> it's exactly 100 times the word uh, baptize or a form of that word uh, is used in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the New Testament. 100 times. That's interesting. <laughs> So uh, what I would like to do here before we have the baptism is just look at, at one chapter and just several, just several verses only in one chapter where it uses the word baptize or a form of the word several times really close together. In fact, it uses it seven times in what, maybe five verses it uses it uh, a form of the word uh, seven times. And that is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3. You can turn there. <clears throat> Luke in chapter 3. So, it's first in, in verse 3. Luke, we're in Luke in chapter 3, and now uh, verse 3. And came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. That's referring to John the Baptist doing that. Preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Now look at verse 7. By the way, some of, some of the things it's referring to here and in, in, in implications and and typology and, and parallels I'll be talking about later in the service after the baptism, but I won't do that right now. <clears throat> uh, verse 7. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? So, of course, we don't have every detail of how this all took place. Everything can't be written, of course. Uh, uh, or like uh, 
John said, the whole world couldn't contain the books, but, but we have some things written. But what I was just thinking as I read this verse, you know, something was happening, enough, enough uh, facts had been given that people knew what they should do. So again, verse 7, Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him. People were coming forth to be baptized. And again, I, I don't know how they knew all that or, or what, what they knew, but, but they knew that this needed to be done or should be done. Okay, that's in verse 7. Uh, verse 12, Then came also publicans to be baptized. And said unto him, Master, what shall we do? Even tax collectors came to be baptized. And had a, had a feeling of uh, realizing, you know, they need to do something. They came to be baptized. Now, in verse 16, we have the word or form of the word uh, two times. This is verse 16. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And then in verse 21, again used two times in verse 21. <clears throat> Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened, and I read the next verse, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. So it's just interesting to see that just in those few verses right there, uh, <clears throat> in the first half of, um, of Luke chapter 3, we have the word uh, baptized or a form of it used uh, <clears throat> seven times right there uh, <clears throat> early in, um, during the preaching of John the Baptist and, and, and Jesus' early ministry. <clears throat> Okay, well, at this time, I think I'll have uh, these people uh, share a, a short word of testimony. And so, uh, Simon, uh, we will start with you. Would you stand and, and, and share a word? Thank you. All right. Thank you for, so much for that. Uh, Zachary, I think I'll have you go next if you would. Amen. Okay, Alyssa, would you share next? God bless you for that, yes. 
Harvey, would you share? Okay, Ian. Ephesians 2, 3 through 5 says, Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. And I'm so thankful that Jesus came to earth to save us from our sins so that we could have eternal life. Please pray for me as I Amen. Yes. Okay, Robert, would you uh, share a word? Well, it's my blessing, and I say my privilege to, to be able to come and serve with you all and work together. Look forward to the times and years ahead for what the Lord may do. Okay, Robert, I think. Um, I'll ask you the, the couple questions here and uh, receive you at this time. So if you'll stand, please. Robert, um, do you confess that you are of one mind with us in the faith and practice of our church and that you accept them as being in harmony with the teachings of God's Word? Do you promise by the grace of God to submit yourself to Christ until death and to the teachings and standards of our brotherhood as long as you are a member with us. Well, upon this confession that you have made before God and these witnesses, I welcome you into the fellowship of this church and congregation. And as long as you remain faithful and abide in the doctrine of Christ, you are his disciple indeed and shall be acknowledged as a brother in the church. questions uh, to all of you that are here. Uh, we've gone over these questions with, with them before, so uh, we're not pulling something uh, new on them as we ask these questions this morning, and so we've gone over these uh, before. But uh, just for your benefit, the first question has to do with uh, acknowledging uh, God the Father. So, class, uh, this is the question. <clears throat> do you believe in one true, eternal, and almighty God, who is the creator and preserver of all things visible and invisible? I do. I do. The second question has to do then with Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God, that He is the only Savior of mankind, that he died upon the cross and gave himself a ransom for our sins, so that through him we might have eternal life. I do. I do. And then the third question has to do with the Holy Spirit. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father and the Son, that he is the comforter who abides in and sanctifies the hearts of believers and leads them into all truth. I do. I do. I do. Then, are you truly sorry for all your past sins? And are you willing to renounce Satan, the world, all the works of darkness, and your own carnal will, and sinful desires. I am. I am. 
Do you promise by the grace of God and the aid of the Holy Spirit to submit yourself to Christ and His Word and faithfully to abide in the same until death? I will then uh, kneel with these five for prayer, and uh, congregation, you can stand while we pray. Uh, Lord, uh, we come before you at this special time. Uh, you've, uh, you've blessed us in so many ways. You've uh, blessed us with these dear young ones. And we are praising you in a special way this morning for the, uh, the fact that in the past, now they have uh, yielded to your Holy Spirit's uh, nudging and speaking to them. And they've yielded to you. And they've recognized uh, their need of salvation. And they've uh, confessed you as their Lord and Savior the only one who could save them. And uh, they've, they've acknowledged uh, the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for them. And uh, so, Lord, we, we thank you for them, and we rejoice uh, in the fact that you've saved them through Jesus, and they've confessed this and acknowledged this. As they go from, from this place, Lord, in the days ahead, may you bless them in special, special ways. May your Holy Spirit continue to move in their hearts and lives to help them walk faithfully with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So, Alyssa, upon the confession of faith that you've just made before God and these witnesses, I baptize you with water. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Simon, upon your confession that you've just made before God and these witnesses, I baptize you with water. Son and the Holy Spirit. Zach, you've made this confession before God and His congregation, therefore I baptize you with water. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yet, yeah. the confession that you just made before God. So in the name of Jesus Christ and His church, I welcome you into the fellowship of the believers. And since Christ was raised uh, from the dead by the mighty power of God, He now enables you by that same power to live a holy life. And as long as you are faithful and live by the teachings of His Word, you are His disciples we will consider you members of the body of Christ and brothers and a sister in the church. 
there may be some of you that would like to come and give them a special welcome right now. We will allow time for that. Uh, I will lead in some, some verses of song by memory as we do that. Um, if you will come up this aisle and, and exit this way, it would be good. And uh, Brother Robert, if you would come and, and stand right here and you can be a part of this also. Y'all will move over just a little bit. Robert, uh, you can stand right there. And so come if you would like to and welcome these. Uh, Oh, happy day that fixed my choice on Thee, my Savior and my God. Well, may this glowing heart rejoice and tell its raptures all abroad. Happy day. Turning back, no turning 
So I said uh, I'm, I'm concentrating on this thing of baptism uh, th this morning. And uh, <clears throat> as we look in God's word in, in the New Testament, uh, baptism, you could say, is designed for at least five purposes. Uh, and maybe more than that, but, but at least five. And, and I'll just mention those now. And then what I'd like to do is just look at a few scriptures. Uh, I'll just start uh, and, and look at them in the order that they come in, in the New Testament to make it easy to turn to. And we'll just look at a few scriptures uh, helping us to see these uh, five designs and, and purposes for, uh, for water baptism. So... Uh, I'll just list these five right now, and, and they're, they're in necessarily no, no particular order. I'm not saying one is more important than the other, uh, but, but these are, as we look in the scriptures, we see these designs and purposes for, for water baptism. Number one, it is a, a rite or a ceremony by which people are received into the visible church. <laughs> and I say visible church. Um, these people gave their hearts to, to God quite some months ago and were received, I know, by God and Jesus into the invisible church at that time when they made that commitment to him. Um, but water baptism is one of the ordinances that we believe is taught in, in the New Testament. All of them are something that is done in the physical we happen to live in the physical. I mean, I, I think I'm here right now, and, and I think you're there, you know, and we're physical beings. And God has designed things in the physical that draw our minds to the spiritual. And, and they're ordinances, things we do. And one of them is, is water baptism. Uh, to remind us of things, and we're talking about that right now, the things that it uh, parallels with, it's typical of, reminds us of. But <laughs> So one thing, it's a, it's a rite or a ceremony by which people are received into the, into the visible church. Okay? Number two, it is typical of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We read that in Luke 3 already, but we'll look at it again. It's typical of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, <clears throat> along with that, maybe I'll just say this two times so, so, so you catch it, but um, water baptism and spirit baptism are closely connected in both the teachings and practice of the early church. Let me say that again. And again, we'll see it in, in some scriptures we, we look at here soon. But water baptism and spirit baptism are closely connected in both the teaching and practice of the early church. Number three then, water baptism <coughs> uh, typifies the remission or forgiveness of sins. Uh, and we'll read in the King James, they use the word remission, but remission means forgiveness. So it typifies the forgiveness of sins. And then fourthly, water baptism is an answer of a good conscience toward God. We'll read that. It's an answer of a good conscience toward God. And uh, I believe these that received uh, water baptism, uh, as far as I know, uh, from the ministry relating to them and in instruction that, that they understand that and they understand how to have a good conscience toward God. Uh, they, they understand that they were sinners and that they need to repent of their sin and by the Holy Spirit's power walk in newness of life. They understand that. And so, so therefore they're sitting here, they're standing here today with a good conscience toward God because of their understanding. So it is an answer of a good conscience toward God by, by, by submitting oneself to water baptism. And then the fifth thing is simply this. It is an act of obedience. It's an act of obedience. Because the scripture says we should be baptized. <clears throat> so, 
Let's look then at just a few scriptures, and I'll identify it with one of these five, sometimes maybe more, more than one of the five, uh, as we look at them. So uh, let's begin in Matthew chapter 3. Matthew in chapter 3. <clears throat> For purposes this morning, I'll, I'll keep it pretty close to just... Um, <clears throat> One or two verses, you know, you could, you could read more verses to get the, the full setting, but we won't take time for that this morning. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse um, 11, this is John the Baptist speaking. We, we read about this some in Luke 3 already earlier, but now this is from Matthew as he recorded in chapter 3 verse 11. And John said this, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So, so um, he's using water here and water baptism and saying, I did this, this is just a, uh, uh, a forerunner, uh, 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 something uh, done first, and this can remind you and be symbolic of the fact that Jesus is coming and he will send his Holy Spirit to baptize you. Chapter, in the same chapter, just down a little bit, Verses 13 to 15. This is Matthew chapter 3 and verses 13 to 15. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Now you realize now Jesus is coming to be baptized. And we say, what? Now, Jesus needs to be baptized? Well, John, John had the same question. You see it as we continue to read. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Verse 15, And Jesus answered, said, answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so for now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Of course, the word suffer there meaning permit, permitting, okay? So Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so for now. So John, he's saying, John, you need to baptize me now. For, and why? For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus being the perfect example. If we should be baptized, Jesus said, I will be an example and be baptized also. Um, and also, also, uh, we already said it, it typifies the, the Holy Spirit coming. And then, look at the next verse. And Jesus went, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. It's typical of the Holy Spirit coming upon us. So two things in that one, that's one, it's typical of the Holy Spirit, but also it's, it's being obedient to the Scriptures. It's being obedient to Jesus. John was obedient to Jesus when Jesus said, Baptize me, John was obedient and baptized him. And Jesus, being the perfect example, was willing to be baptized, even though he didn't need to. But the perfect example did what he, what he wanted to do. It fulfilleth all righteousness. <clears throat> okay, the next scripture is one that many of you could say by memory. It's the la very last verses of Matthew, in chapter 28, of course. <laughs> The last verses of Matthew, which are, I'll read verses 18, 19, and 20 of Matthew 28. 
And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You could pick a couple of things out of that. Um, we're being obedient when we baptize because Jesus said we should baptize. So it's, it's, it's an act of obedience. He said in verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Furthermore, in verse 20, it has something to do with a ceremony of bringing them into the church, as it were. How, how, okay, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. Now, observe there doesn't mean just to look at and think about. It means to do. Observing to actually do. And how can that be administered and handled other than in the local body of believers? And uh, so uh, teaching them, baptize them and teach them to observe all things whatsoever I command. That suggested receiving them into the local body of believers and uh, being accountable, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command, being accountable to someone, being accountable to the local body of believers. <clears throat> Okay, let's look at uh, just a few places in, in Acts, in the book of Acts, the early church there, of course. So the first one is in Acts chapter 1. <clears throat> Acts in chapter 1, in verse 5. <clears throat> Acts 1, 5. Jesus speaking here, or, or he, he, the, the writer here is, is quoting, as you can see, of course, quoting the words of Jesus earlier. Verse 5, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. The Holy Ghost wasn't given yet, but Jesus knew it would be given shortly, some days hence. And... Uh, He's saying, um, it can be a reminder to you uh, of the Holy Ghost that will baptize you. The water can, can be a ceremony. The water can be something that we do in public. The water can be a, a stake driven in my life that I can look back on and say, on a certain day, I made this commitment and this confession before this congregation uh, I'm accountable to them. They're accountable to me. Uh, and it typifies what already happened to me when the Holy Spirit came into my life when I yielded to him. In, um, in chapter 2, in verse 38. In chapter 2, in verse 38. Acts, this is Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Especially in this verse, I'm thinking about that uh, remission of sins which I already said means forgiveness. He said, Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So baptism can uh, be a reminder of, of God's forgiveness in our lives as we have yielded ourselves to him and repented of our sins and God's forgiveness of our sins. <clears throat> Over a few pages then to chapter 10, Acts in chapter 10. 
The last few verses of the chapter, this is Acts chapter 10, and the last verses beginning at verse 44. Beginning at verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. The emphasis here is on the fact that the Holy Spirit came to them. Uh, and as the Holy Spirit has come to, to these young people that have committed their lives to him some months ago. And uh, he said, you know, in light of that fact, God has given, they've, been, they've believed, God has given them the Holy Spirit, they should be baptized, and they were baptized. <clears throat> That's an act of obedience also, of course. <clears throat> and then, one more yet in Acts, and that is uh, chapter 22, chapter 22. <laughs> Verse 16, Acts twenty-two sixteen. 16. Now, as you quickly look here, you see this is uh, the retelling of Paul's conversion. Which, what, we have first of all when it actually happened back in chapter 9, maybe. And he, uh, I believe he retold this maybe a couple of times, and this is one of them. Um uh, <clears throat> And you see back in, you know, up if you look at verse 7, 8, and 9, where Jesus was speaking to him on the road to, to Damascus. And then uh, God had this one Ananias to come and speak with him. And uh, so now we're at verse uh, 16. And Ananias is still talking to him, to Paul. And this is what we read in verse 16. And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now, Ananias knew well that putting water on brother Paul would not take his sins away. You know as well as I that me pouring some water on the heads of these young believers here did not take their sins away. Their sins have already been taken away. And I believe by this time, we know, we believe that Paul's sins had been taken away. But Ananias was saying water baptism is important and it's a type of your sins being, being washed away, as it were, by the blood of Jesus Christ, not by the water that someone might put on your head. But it's a type. It reminds us. It's a beautiful type. And he, he went so far as to help us remind. Even a child could understand that. Be baptized and wash thy sins away. It typifies what has happened on, uh, unto you already, Brother Paul. And, and it's good for others who see this happen. And it's a good example for others that follow you to be baptized. Indicating that your sins have been washed away. I close then with one more, and that is from the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter in chapter 3. <clears throat> 1 Peter in chapter 3. Verse 21. Verse 21. The like figure, 
you know, an underlying figure in your mind. I have it already underlined in my Bible with a pen, but at least think, you know, emphasize figure. The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Now, Peter knew full well that applying water to somebody would not save their soul. And so he quickly let us know what he was saying in the parenthetical phrase that immediately follows. So what did he say? Even baptism also now save us. And here is what he said in explanation. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, of course not. But what is it? But the answer of a good conscience toward God. That's what it is. And <laughs> these young people uh, gave answer to that as they submitted themselves to the ordinance of baptism this morning. It's an answer of a good conscience toward God. In the present, it's something we did in the physical, a milestone in their life, something that you as a congregation have seen. You've seen them, them make this commitment. Uh, we believe that they do have a good conscience toward God, and now we have a responsibility to one another. It's a figure of a good conscience toward God. That's what baptism is in this case. Well, we're going to conclude the service by Joe coming and leading us in a song in our song books. Uh, it's Old Happy Day, but it, we sang the first verse of it a while ago as you were going through the line here. Uh, we sang just one verse. This is a different tune in our song books, and we will sing uh, all four verses uh, then at this time. So come, Brother Joe. Oh, happy day that fixed my choice. Joshua, I would like for you to lead us in a closing prayer, if you would. Shall we stand to pray? Father, we're so blessed and encouraged as we have gathered here this morning and have feasted on your word and have observed this ordinance of baptism. Father, we are joyful along with these who have been baptized we are joyful in the work of jesus christ and the work of salvation and forgiveness from our sins and we thank you that
the kingdom of God continues to advance today in the hearts and lives of men and women. And Father, I pray your rich blessing on each of these dear ones this morning that are committing themselves to the body of believers here at Ebenezer. Lord, may you bless them richly. May you give them uh, the strength and power that only you can give to live in victory and to walk in newness of life. And may this be a, a real stepping stone in their life of maturing in their faith. May we rally around them as brothers and sisters of this body of believers and as friends and family. May we rally around them and encourage them and help them on the way. And Lord, I pray that you would work in the midst of this congregation, continue to use us as salt and light in this community, pointing people to Jesus Christ. May you now bless us as we go from here. Help us to be faithful in the activities and duties of this week. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed.